to go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5. I want to try to help you all with something today that will hopefully uh, help you just kind of uh, combat some of the things that the world says about us sometimes. One of the things that people will try to do to get us to back down from stands that we've taken and uh, things that we believe is they'll try to throw a label on you. And they will try to call you something that you're not, something that has uh, that sounds really negative, and you don't want to be lumped into any you know any group necessarily. And so a lot of times what happens is people will get confused and they'll kind of back off. Well, I don't want to be like one of those people. And um, and this today we hear all kinds of talk about uh, right and left wingers. Uh, have you ever heard that before? If you in politics, a lot of that he's one of them, you know, fringe right wing nuts, or that person there, this you know, wacko left wing liberal. And what all the politicians do is they all, when they're campaigning and running for president, they're always trying to say or prove that they are centrist, is what they call it. You know, I'm I'm in the middle, and that statement is very confusing because. To me, somebody who's in the center, well, that's where we ought to be. And we're going to see that in the Scriptures. We're supposed to be in the middle. But where the middle is today, what is considered the middle, is pretty far off. And so how do we know where we're supposed to be, uh, who we're supposed to follow? Because um, if you these days, if you are in the center... In a lot of areas, and they're they're going to call you probably you know a right wing nut, and uh, we're going to look at what the Bible says about this, so we can know if we are actually in the center. And like many times, people they'll talk about you know, are you one of those really strict churches? And I, I don't like I don't like that term because that implies that we're maybe going a little overboard, and I don't think that we are. So. I don't necessarily consider. So are you are you one of those real conservative churches? It's like, well, you know, I, I like to think that we're in the middle, but in the middle of where most churches are today isn't good. Now I want to show you some things in the scripture and just kind of give you a visual illustration to kind of help you so we can understand where we are supposed to be and not let any of those labels affect you. You're just gonna you're gonna have to ignore those. Because they're going to call you something, label you with who knows what. That's just something we have to get past. But in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 32, it says, Ye shall observe to do therefore, as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. God says that we need to keep in the middle. We need to stay in the center. I call this message, Keep in the Middle of the Road. There's an old Negro spiritual song called Keep in the Middle of the Road. I thought about trying to sing it, but it just wouldn't work coming from me. And it was one of those you kind of have to have a quartet to do it. But it's a great song. It's a lot of fun called Keep in the Middle of the Road. And we are. We're supposed to be in the middle of the road. I hope that we are a middle-of-the-road church. And that sounds terrible. I mean, because you know of what most people think of 
as the middle of the road. I like to think that politically, I am in the middle of the road. But what is the middle of the road supposed to be? Because I'm afraid in churches today, most churches and in politics especially today, we're not driving in the middle of the road. We're driving out in the ditch somewhere or out in the woods. I mean, we are so far off. It's not even funny. And so how do we know? How do we tell? Because uh, you don't have to turn there, but there's other passages that uh, say the same thing. Joshua 1.6 says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Once again, the command, don't turn to the right hand, don't turn to the left hand. King Josiah in 2 Kings chapter 22, the Bible says he did good in the sight of the Lord. He didn't turn to the, he turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. King Josiah was middle of the road, right where he was supposed to be, right where we want to be, right in the middle of the road. So what does that mean when the Bible says don't turn to the right hand or to the left hand? Well, I think a good example of that, of taking, of going to the right hand, is maybe taking a commandment farther than God said, even said to go. For example, uh, to me, middle of the road preaching, when it comes to giving, is you know, giving your tithes and offerings. A tenth. That's middle of the road. But if I was to start preaching that, you know what? Forget ten. It's twenty percent, folks. I'm turning to the right hand. I'm taking it farther than even God said. To take it. Another example that we see in the Bible is some churches they would make these dietary restrictions as part of their religion. When the Bible clearly says that uh, you know we're we're not under those things anymore. But some folks, hey, if you want to have a special diet, go for it. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with it. But as a church, if we start you know demanding our members you know not eat pork or you know uh, only eat fish on Fridays, things like that, we're Taking a step to the right, okay? That's God didn't command us to do that, and we don't need to go farther than God goes on a situation. Another thing, maybe dressing like you're from the 1800s, okay? Now listen, I, I respect the Amish folks. I really do. I've got a lot of respect for those people. I admire them in a lot of ways. I don't agree with their theology, but I think I'm all for men dressing like men, women dressing like women. I'm all for modesty, 100 percent. For that, but you know, it's like if you're gonna, I think that's a little bit of a turn to the right hand. I mean, if you, if they really wanted to go all out, shouldn't they dress like they did back in Jesus's time? So shouldn't we, you know, us men, we be going, you know, we could wear the robes and the sandals and all that? You know, that would be a turn to the right hand if we start doing that. All right, that command uh, is not there in the Bible. And then, so turning to the left hand, uh, an example of that is that's taking a commandment lightly. Or just not following it at all, or saying God didn't really mean what He said. There's many things in the Bible that are clearly spelled out, but people just choose to ignore them. There's scriptures that uh, many preachers will not touch with a ten foot pole because 
uh, it's going to stir up too much controversy. Well, that's a controversial subject. Well, I'm sorry, but that subject's in the Bible. It's clearly spelled out in there. It's commanded. It's in the Old Testament and it's in the New Testament. And many churches have said, you know, we're not going to talk about that at our church. And that's what we would call taking a turn to the left hand. I know the Bible says that, but, you know, that was way back then. That was back during Paul's day. You know, that was back during the time of Christ. You know, this is today. You know, the, and what God didn't mean for us to do that today. That's turning to the left hand. And we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to keep in the middle of the road. So how do we stay in the center? And I need, I need some helpers. You guys want to help me out for this? I need a volunteer. Alright, Logan, come on up here. Logan, Logan is going to be our center. I want you to stand right there in front of the communion table, right in the middle. Alright, and Logan, I've got this is my biggest Bible I have. So I wanted to use this one, right? Now, this Bible, this is the center. Alright, this is God's Word. His commandments are in here. What this book says go. And Logan, you're going to stand here and hold that Bible, alright? This is the middle. And don't move, okay? Because the Bible doesn't move. The Bible doesn't change with the times. It's Jesus, He's the same yesterday, today, forever. It's the Word of God. He promised to preserve His Word through the ages. And we're not going to go into all that today. But we believe that that Bible, that's the center. And we can go to the right or left of it. Now, the thing is, I don't think we have, we're having a huge problem in the world today of people turning to the right when it comes to the Scriptures. All right? We're not going to talk a whole lot about that because it's just not really going on a whole lot. We're usually going. Uh, we're usually going to the left. All right, and so uh, I, need, I need another volunteer, Jason. You had your hand up. Come on up here. All right. So now, Jason's going to represent the churches. And I got a bunch of different churches that are mentioned on there. Hold that where everybody can see it. All right. Now I want you to stay. Now this might confuse everybody, but I'm going to. I'm standing up here, so this is the left. All right. If I try pointing opposite. All right. So most churches today, I think it's clear to say, are to the left of the scriptures. We're leaving way more out than we should be. And let's say that this was 50 years ago. Now those of you that have been around a little longer than I have, I think you would probably agree that 50 years ago you would have been shocked and horrified to hear rock music in a church service. Okay, But that's pretty common these days. There's a lot of stuff going on in churches today that you would be blown away 50 years ago, you'd have been blown away if you'd have been in a church if that would have been going on. And the church, unfortunately, you know, we've, we, you know, we've, been, pretty, we've been pretty close. They're staying close to them. A uh, hundred years ago, the church were pretty close to the Word of God. I mean, you see, well, there's a lot of different names of different types of churches on there. And you know what? Back a hundred years ago, they were pretty close to the same in a lot of areas. You know, there might be a few exceptions. You know, we got... I don't name them. There's one on there probably, but <laughs> they, they've always been pretty different. But most of them are pretty much the same because they all use the same book. And as the book changed, things went crazy. Now the world, on the other hand, Tommy, come up here. Tommy's going to represent the world. Hollywood, news media. I mean, this junk that's on television now, a hundred years ago, you would not have seen on television. I mean, it, uh, it just it wouldn't happen. Your neighbors, I mean, the stuff that goes on with your neighbors, the things that you have to hear, the things you have to watch, all that, the, the stuff that we're hearing from the news media, uh, you know, the politicians, 
I mean, there is no way they could have gotten away with what they're getting away with today. Alright, and so you stand right over here. And so the world, it's always been definitely farther to the left of the Bible than the churches have. You know, the church, the farther we go over here, the farther we are away from the center and where we should be. Okay? Now, the churches, notice the church is doing better than the world. The world's farther to the left. And a hundred years ago, it was the same thing. The world was farther to the left. But what's going on in the world today, and has been going on over the past centuries, is the world's moving farther to the left. Keep going. And unfortunately, the churches are going with it. And notice, the churches still are closer to the center than the world is, but notice where he's at now. He's in the same spot that the world was at 100 years ago. Stuff that the world used to consider wicked and vile that lost people wouldn't even speak of is common practice in churches today. And the world just keeps on moving to the left. Politicians keep on moving up, and churches are just going right along with it. And in a lot of cases, churches are worse than where the world was 100 years ago or 50 years ago. They just keep moving. And you know what? The Bible the whole time, it has not moved. The Word of God has not changed. God's not looking at what they're doing and saying, you know what, I'm going to move on over with them. No, God is holy. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God's Word, that is the center. And what the world is saying is that and what we need is to be in the middle of this. I'm sorry, but that's just too far away. We can't keep going farther to the left. And anymore, if somebody is even slightly to the right of this, well, they're just some kind of right-wing nutcases. But no, this is the center. This is where we belong. And what's sad is everybody seems to want to shoot for the center. I don't want to be, I don't want to be as bad as the world. I mean, I know the world's bad. But church, oh man, what's going on in church today is fine. Listen, I, I, I included Baptists on there. They're going to the left too in many cases. I've been in Baptist churches that you go in there and you think, all right, it's Baptist, you know what we're getting yourselves into. And you get in there and you're just shocked and horrified at what you see. I mean, they're so far from the Word of God, it's not even funny. And people are just looking at it as being totally normal. You guys can go ahead and sit down now. Just go ahead and lay those there on the communion table. But do you see what's happening? And we are the world and churches are moving farther and farther up, getting farther away from the Word of God. And it's causing confusion. I don't want to be labeled a right winger. I don't want to be looked at as some nutcase. And listen, uh, I personally think you know the word of God. Yeah, that's nor- that should be normal. We, I think, many times what happens with us is we lack that confidence that we should have. The Bible talks about being confident. Be confident in this very thing with you. He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. We need to have a confidence. That what we're doing is right. And unfortunately, many people, uh, what they do when they'll go into a church that maybe is preaching the truth and they just kind of following what the people do and they don't know from the Scriptures why they're doing it. And that's why it's important that you're in the Word of God, that you read the Bible yourself, that you see what God has to say so you can be confident that, hey, I'm doing the right thing. That I'm confident in my positions when it comes to Christianity. You know, in politics, if I was to go and run for office as president or even mayor, you know, 
there's a lot of issues that I'm just not real uh, up to speed on. There's a lot of questions. I'll listen to those debates and sometimes I'll think, how would I answer that question? And sometimes I'll ask questions and I'll just be like, I have no idea. I would look really stupid on, on that when it comes to that. But you know what? When we start, if we study the Bible, we can be confident that what we are teaching is true. That how we act, what we do, it's the right thing. And that's why I don't apologize for what we believe. When sometimes people act like you'll, they'll start asking questions about your beliefs, or they'll ask questions about my family and the things that we do. I never, I never act like we're weird. I just act like it's normal. I try to turn it around on people and act like they're the weird ones for not doing it. I've given the example. I worked with the guy one time, and I, I, it was a Wednesday, and I, he was asking what I was going to be doing, and I got done with work. He's like, "Well, I'm going to church tonight." He's like, "You go to church on Wednesday nights?" And he said it like I was weird, and I just said, "Yes, don't you?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I just just turn it around. Oh, I'm not going to let him make me think I'm weird. I'm not going to let the world make me think that I'm weird because I don't dress like they do. Because I'm not all pierced up, marked up, you know, because I'm not dressed like a hobo that just got off the back of a freight train. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them think I'm weird for that. I'm not gonna let them think I'm weird because I get my hair cut and I comb my hair. I know you're supposed to mess your hair up nowadays. That's the thing for guys to do, but I like combing my hair. I'm all for that. I, I, I'm, I like talking normal. I like using normal English. I don't like talking like my mouth's full of marbles. Oh, man, you know, talking like you're drunk or something. I don't know. You can't understand half of what people say anymore. And they act like that's normal. We're the weird ones. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to be middle of the road here. I'm trying to stay in the center of where God wants me to be, not in what's going on in that mess out there. I mean, it's said most people, even Christians, they'll go walking into a mall and they feel like they're weird if they're not like some of the other freak shows that are out there. And you know, I personally, I get entertained by it. And I, I'm not lying. I don't feel weird. I, it's like, man, it's nice being normal. It's nice, you know, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to dress like that. To feel accepted, I'm glad I don't have to act like that. I mean, just it's crazy some of the things that are going on, and it's sad how many churches today feel like they have to accommodate that. That they, man, we've you know we've got to be a little more hip and trendy if we're going to be able to get the younger people in. Listen, no, being weird is not going to help. All right, we want to get people from being weird to being normal, and if we're being weird too. That's not going to help. That's just going to make them feel better being weird. We need to keep being normal and not the new normal. Like the new television show that I hope you don't watch. And that, listen, that's still not normal. There's nothing normal about it. It's weird. It's wicked. It's, it's vile. We need to stay in the center. And so how, so how do we stay in the center? How do we know? And this is real quick. But the first thing we need to do is we need to just accept the Word of God as the standard or the center. I love the illustration that Brother Runyon gave. I thought it was great when he was here where he gave that. He said the Bible is like a ruler. How do we know how tall anybody is in here? Well, you measure them. You use a tape measure. 
And it has feet in there. How do we know what a foot is? I mean, really, when you stop and think about it, who invented the foot? You know, I mean, do we have, uh, you know, somewhere, sometimes, somebody set the standard for what the foot is. But, you know, what if we found out the foot was actually, if I said, you know, I, I believe the foot should actually be 13 inches. I say it's 12, but I get a ruler that's a little bit longer. Well, that's going to cause confusion, isn't it? Especially if I'm trying to build something and I'm measuring it and I'm using measurements off a ruler that's correct. Or if I, my ruler is 13 inches, then all you guys that are six foot tall find out you're not six foot tall anymore. How would you like to find that out? You're not really six foot because your ruler that you had was wrong. Well, somebody set a standard there. And that foot, I don't know where the official standard is. I don't know if somewhere the government and its archives, it has the official ruler. <laughs> that is the foot, and that is what they all go off of. Really what they do, they go off a copy of another ruler. They get another example, and that's kind of how it is with the Bible. We have copies of the original. We have a copy of the ruler, and they're the same. I've seen a lot of rulers, and you know what? They all seem to be about the same size. They all seem to be a foot. And our Bible, it's the ruler. It's the standard. It doesn't change. It doesn't move. This is what we follow. You don't have to turn there, but 1 Peter 1.23 says, "...being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass." And all the glory of men is the flowers of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof fadeth, falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this word, which by the gospel is preached unto you, God's word, it endures forever. It doesn't change. When you and I are long gone, the word of God will still be here. It'll still stand. It will not change. There'll be people out there calling something else. The Word of God, if I brought in here a yardstick and I convinced all of you that it was a ruler, that it was only a foot, well then you are going to be really confused when it comes to measurements. And you're going to be way off in a lot of areas. And many people have said, they brought in other books and said, this is the Bible, this is the ruler. And that's why churches have gotten so wacky. And that's why it's gotten so crazy. But we've got to accept the Word of God as the standard or the center. This is the middle of the road. The other thing that we need to do is Revelation 22, verse 18. Turn over there. Revelation chapter 22 in your Bible. Last book of the Bible. But don't mess with the Word of God. Don't mess with it. Revelation chapter 22, verse 18. We ought to take this very seriously. I mean, this is the very end of the Scriptures and the last chapter in the Bible. The very last chapter in the back of your Bible. There's only a few verses left. And it says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in the book. We don't mess with the Scriptures. We don't mess. You don't add to it. You don't take it away. Listen, there's verses I kind of wish were in the Bible. I've always liked the verse that's not in the Bible that I've heard quoted many times. You know, he that payeth the bills maketh the rules. I think that's a good uh, that's a good ones. I heard that was found in Second Opinions, but that is not in my Bible. Uh, you know, there's other verses that you hear out there that that sound great. You kind of wish that they were in the Bible. There's things that 
God, but you know what? I'm not going to go write a new one and add it in there because that's some serious stuff. You know, there's verses that I don't always necessarily like in there. You know, there's the verses I like the ones about the wives, you know, submitting to the husband and all the stuff about the wives of the husband. There's a few about the husband and the wives. Like, you know, he could have left that part out. You know, just the wives are the ones that need the help. <laughs> but hey, I'm not going to go taking that out of there. That would, uh, that's dangerous territory there. We don't do that. And listen, we don't have to go and just take it out of our Bibles. Many times we can, I believe we can uh, disobey this scripture just by ignoring it. By, well, you know, we're just not going to teach on that. I'm not going to read that. Just picking and choosing what we want from the Bible. That's not the way it works. We don't mess with the Word of God. There's many Bibles out there. They've taken many, many, many of the references to the blood of Christ out. They've taken it out. Why they would do that? Well, I know why they would do that. And all you have to do is look into the doctrines and the religions that are involved in that and you'll find out why. Because they think you can work your way to heaven. And the blood of Christ the proves otherwise in those Scriptures. The blood of Christ is where the cleansing is from. I mean, it's understandable why people would want that out, but we don't we don't do that. We do not do that. You do not mess with the scriptures. Also, do exactly what it says. We're not going to take the time to turn there and read the story, but I encourage you to read First Kings chapter thirteen sometimes. First Kings chapter thirteen. We have a young prophet who God has told him to go and give a message to the king. And God told this young prophet, He said, on your way there, I want you to go straight to the king. Do not eat or drink anything on the way in. You give your message and you get out of there. Don't eat or drink anything on the way out. And the Bible says, I believe it's in verse 14, that he goes, he goes, gives a message just like God told him to do. He's leaving and another prophet meets him along the way. An older prophet. And and that older prophet heard about the young prophet and he said, hey, I want you to come to my house and eat with me. And the young man said, I cannot do that. I've been told, you know, the Lord told me not to eat or drink, not to turn. The way I come in is the way I need to go out. And that prophet said, I also am a prophet of the Lord. And an angel told me to tell you that it was okay to come and eat with me. But the Bible says, but he lied. And that young man, he went in there, he ate with the old prophet, and all of a sudden, the Word of God comes to the mouth of the old prophet. And the older prophet tells the younger prophet, you disobeyed the Lord and you're going to die. I mean, think about it. The same one that lied to him is now God has given him a prophecy that you're going to die. And that young prophet leaves, and while he's along the way, a lion comes out and attacks him and kills him but does something really strange. He didn't need him. He just killed him. And after he killed him, the lion and the donkey that the man was riding sat there next to each other, next to the carcass of that man. And people saw it because that's weird. Donkeys and lions don't sit next to each other. Lions eat donkeys. They eat men. They don't just kill them and leave them there. But it was God showing them that this young prophet, he disobeyed. Like man, it was just it was just a little change. Hey, what's wrong with eating? What's wrong with drinking? Hey, it's another prophet. A prophet wouldn't lie. A preacher wouldn't lie. A priest wouldn't lie, would they? No, absolutely not. 
Oh yes, they absolutely would. And how do we know if they're lying? By the Word of God. And that's why we do what it says. Listen, you can find pretty much anything in this Bible that you don't like. You go out and look long enough. You go out and you look in this church directory thing I have right here, and I promise you, you can find a church in there where there will be a preacher that will tell you, you don't have to do that. Hey, don't worry about that. That's That was for way back then. That's not for now. But they lie. And how that man should have known that it was a lie. Because he had the Word of the Lord. God told him what to do and he was lied to. And God didn't punish the old prophet that lied to him. He promised the young prophet because ultimately, whose responsibility it is for you to be doing the right thing and staying in the middle of the road? It's not my job as the pastor. It's your job. You have, you've got, got the Bible. If you don't have one, we'll get you one. You, if you, you, you can read it. You can look and see what it says to do. And it ultimately, it's on us. Now listen, I believe God's going to punish these preachers preaching false doctrines. I believe that uh, that's why I'm careful about what I preach. If I lead you wrong, I believe I'll be held accountable for that. But ultimately, it's on you. It's up to you to find out what the Bible says and to do exactly what it says. And if one of these days I'm up here preaching, I'm like, listen, I know the Bible says this, but what it really means is something else. Boy, you better get out of here or get me out of here because we're on dangerous territory now. And we are in great danger of heading down a path that we don't want to go down. We need to do exactly what the Bible says. And then the last thing, if you're going to stay in the center, you're going to have to ignore what the masses are doing. You're going to have to ignore it. Proverbs chapter 4, and verse 25. You don't need to turn there, but it says, Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left, Remove thy foot from evil. If you're going to be a middle-of-the-road Christian, if you're going to be in the middle of the road politically, if you're going to be in the middle of the road just in your own lifestyle, what you're going to have to do is you're just going to have to ignore what everybody else is doing. You're going to have to ignore those groups of men. You're going to have to ignore Hollywood. You're going to have to ignore the news media. You're going to have to ignore half of what people are saying on Facebook and Twitter. You're going to have to ignore that stuff. You're just going to have to stay focused. Hey, I know what the Bible says. When it comes politically, I think a good center that we can look at is our Constitution. And you know what? I think it's good to study that, see what's in there. And hey, who's following this Constitution? That by the way, acknowledges God and our Creator and the Word of God. And so, I mean, boy, it's not that hard to find out what the center is if we try but say, but if you're going to do that, you're going to have to ignore a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot. I mean, you're, people are going to try to put you in some groups. They're, they'll, they might even call you a hate group or something. If you stand for certain things, you've got to ignore that. Hey, I know what the Word of God says. I know what the Bible says. I don't care what people call me. I'm going to let my eyes look straight on. Straight before me. Let all ponder the path of my feet. Let all thy ways be established. Don't turn to the right or the left. Stay away from evil. I'm not going to get involved in it. Matthew chapter seven, verse thirteen. We talked about this in Sunday school. It says, "Enter ye in 
at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Most people, I'm sad to say, are not following the right path. That most people are not on their way to heaven. The Bible says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Boy, if you want to get to heaven, I recommend ignoring what the masses are doing. I recommend ignoring what's going on in most places. How do we know? How how narrow is that path? About about that wide. About that narrow. This book. Hey, you want to find out? Listen, there's all, I've got a whole bunch of books in my office that are written about this Bible. Books that I can learn from, that I enjoy reading, that have some really good insight. But ultimately, this is all there is. This is this is it. Anything in there that agrees with this Bible is okay. Anything that disagrees with it is wrong. When we stand before God, we're going to get judged according to the books. It's not going to be the books of my office. It's going to be the 66 books of the Bible that God has given us. It's going to be God's Word. This is the center. This is the middle of the road. And you are doing right and you are where God wants you to be. You are a middle-of-the-road Christian when you are following the commandments of God. Don't turn to the right hand or the left. Listen, we're not gonna we don't we don't need to go crazy around here and become a concentration camp church that's taking the commandments of God farther than God even took them. And that's very possible. But we don't want to go to the left either. We don't want to be ignoring much of what's in the Word of God. And we're gonna we're gonna have to ignore what most people are doing and get focused on ourselves and as a church get focused on our church. When we're trying to figure out what we need to do next, we don't need to worry about... Don't We're not going to talk about the other churches and how they're doing it. Not that we can't get good ideas sometimes, but ultimately, we just need to go to the Bible. Hey, how did God say it? What's God's plan for doing things? And when we do that, you're in the middle of the road. If anybody ever asks you, are you one of them right-wing conservatives? No, I'm middle of the road. Oh, okay, so that means you believe... And, you know, mothers having the right to kill their babies? Oh, absolutely not. I'm a middle of the road. I believe in the sanctity of life. I believe, you know, life begins at conception. I believe everybody has the right to life. Uh, that's not yet. You're one of the right we know. That's middle of the road. That's, that's where we're supposed to be. And, you know, you believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven? So, yeah, also, you're one of them just, you know, right wing, you know, nut job. Fringe Christians that think that your way is the only way to heaven. No, I'm I'm middle of the road. I'm middle of the road. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." He's He's the center. He's the way that we go. That's what He said. That's what I believe. I'm I'm middle of the road, and I'm not going to let people put me in those groups because I want to be middle of the road Christian. I'm not willing to accept those terms, and don't let people put that on you because you're not. We are in the middle. Okay, not Hollywood. Man, they're so far off the path, it's not even funny. The news media, they're so far off the path. I'm so tired of them talking about Fox News as being the right wing. It's like, are you kidding me? They're, I mean, that is not right wing. I'm sorry. And that this is middle of the road. And we've got to accept this. So let's all stand together. Heads bowed, eyes closed.